Hey everyone, and welcome to our podcast, Bikinis After Babies. This is our very first episode, and we are so excited to be able to bring this to you today. This has been in the making now for a little over a month, and I will be one of your hosts, Mandy Sean, here with the other fabulous host. Hello, everyone. My name is Jillian Hughes, and Mandy and I are very excited to bring this unique uh, podcast to you. And we work together. Um, at Momshell Method Fitness, and we work with busy moms all across the country, helping them with their fitness goals. And we also um, have a competition prep team with our company, and we help women compete and prep them, pose them, get them looking their best for stage. And so we're really excited to have um, this content and information to help inspire not only competitors, but also the uh, population of ladies that just want to reach their physical best and learn from top elite athletes in our sport. Yeah. Kind of like Jillian said, you know, we coach many different types of women, women that are, you know, prepping, getting ready to step on stage, you know, lifestyle clients who really just looking to lose that 20, 30 pounds of stubborn weight, you know, they can't get gone. But that is, you know, something that we do. And we love doing that, you know, Jillian and I both being competitors ourselves. We've both been in the bodybuilding industry now for a long time. And, you know, we've watched women, you know, climb to the tops, you know, grace the Olympia stage. We, you know, Jillian and I both, we love listening to interviews and other podcasts and, you know, how do they do it and just all sorts of different things. And something that we both kind of realized is nobody's diving really deep into how moms are doing it. You know, young, old, new seasoned veterans, like how are moms that are raising kids and going to sporting events, gymnastic meets, dance meets, you know, all the things that entail having kids, daycare, school, school events, and they're doing all these things and they're getting ready to step on stage. You know, rather they're stepping on stage next week and 18 weeks, you know, they're prepping their food. They're doing all these things while they're taking care of their family, you know, and they're married or divorced or a single mom. And you just don't know how they're doing it. And we kind of saw this, you know, great time to be able to ask these women, how are they doing it? Like, how are they doing it? How are we doing it? And sharing, you know, knowledge and how Jillian and I both have done it and being able to interview women who have been on Olympia stage or turned pro while they've taken care of a family. And that's really what this podcast is about. And it makes us so excited to be able to help other women and show you guys that you're not alone in this journey. We have done it. Other women have done it. And we really want to share with you, you know, the ways they have done it. Yeah, definitely. I talk to women all the time that um, are new to, you know, they've just kind of stumbled across an image of a beautiful woman that they maybe went to high school with or college with, and they know she has a family and they see that she's competing. And they're like, how is this possible? Like, I didn't realize that this was an option for somebody, you know, maybe after 40 or after having kids, or I've had a C-section. I don't know if I can ever get in that kind of shape again. And I think it's so inspiring to hear the stories of competitors that have reached like, the pinnacle of our sport. Um, and won titles and gone to Olympias and done these amazing things, despite having, you know, more that they're juggling than perhaps somebody who's brand new and, you know, they don't have kids yet. And that's how I started in the sport. You know, I was single, a nurse, I only had to worry about me. I didn't even have any animals. And um, it was challenging then. And I, you know, went through 
all sorts of life changes. I'm still doing it now. Um, but certainly it's much easier for me to relate to another mom who's facing the same challenges and obstacles that I am versus, you know, somebody who just, you know, doesn't have the same schedule. And it's like, you're just, you're always busy. doesn't really matter. Like I remember being so busy before kids and I don't know what I filled my time with, but I was, I, I just, you know, I felt overwhelmed then. And now I have five kids. I'm overwhelmed now. And, you know, I think that, um, we're definitely not trying to downplay the athletes in the sport that don't have a family to juggle, you know, that they have their own challenges and things that they face, but we just definitely wanted to bring something to, um, those women that do face those challenges for just greater inspiration and just like some tips too. I am always picking up little tips and tricks from other busy moms, like, you know, how to tackle, you know, not even just, you know, food stuff, training stuff, but navigating, raising children while you're doing this sport and it's very demanding. So, um, yeah, I'm excited to just share all this knowledge and bring on some really great guests. I'm really excited. We have a good lineup. It's going to be really awesome. I'm like selfishly excited just to like learn from these people, but also to be able to share it with um, our listeners as well. So thanks for right. listening, first of all. <laughs> right. Yes. Thank you guys. Thank you guys for listening. Yeah. And also don't forget to subscribe, like, and comment below. So that way we know exactly what you think and leave us some ideas on what you would like to hear too as well. We would love to get some feedback. So yeah. just Jillian, I actually, I have followed you for a long time, even before we started working together. And I don't think I ever, I'm like trying to think, I don't think I ever, right? I don't think I ever knew that. I think I always thought that you like prep, like I've known you for like a while now. And I, I think I've always thought you like had a kid or two kids, like had your kids while you've done it. I didn't know that you did like, you did bodybuilding before kids. And then now you have, you know, your whole family. So let's talk about your origin story and how you've started in the sport and, you know, continued in the sport and love to hear like how you did it. Okay, cool. Well, um, <laughs> I was a cheerleader in high school and in college. I lived in Canada and um, I remember being on a road trip for a competition and coming across a fitness magazine in the gas station and like taking it back to the bus with all the other cheerleaders and like, oh my gosh, guys, like look at this girl's abs. Like they had like show photos from like a fitness competition. And this was like 2000. No, this would have been 1999 high school. This was the year um, you had to get magazines. <laughs> yes. Pre-social media, everything. It might even been like even 1998 because I'm 43 now. And it's crazy. We're filming this episode in 2023. Um, yeah. So yeah. So that was kind of when I first uh, learned about competing and it was just like anybody. Like I, I share that excitement with new clients when they're just like, oh my God, look at this. And it's like the first time they've ever seen a competitor mm -hmm. and they're just like, oh, fascinating. That's exactly how I felt. I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. I want to do this. So it took a minute for me to really get the courage to compete in my first competition. And um, I was living in Florida. I had left Canada, moved to Florida. I was working as a nurse. And the um, like plaza where my gym was, was a bikini competition store. And they had like all these suits. And I remember just like kind of driving by and being like, oh, what's that? And like seeing these, you know, beautiful mm -hmm. photos in the window. Um, and so I noticed that there was a competition coming up. I went in and before you know it, I bought a suit and I was going to do a show in eight weeks. And um, so, you know, you so don't fast. know what you don't know. Like, I yeah. didn't know people coached for this stuff. I didn't know, like, there was competition tanning companies. Like, I didn't know anything. And well, and there was no resources. You just had magazines. Mm -hmm. That was it. And so I think, like, some trainer from the gym, like, some old guy, like, showed me how to pose, which now that I think about super creepy. Um, but I didn't really know. And um, so I did that. It was 2005, I think. 
So that was almost 20 years ago. It was my first competition. So no children at the time. I was 25 years old. It was fitness. We had some costumes. I was like a little sexy basketball player in one of my outfits. And then I had my bikini that I bought at the competition store. It's called Suits You Bikini. They literally still exist, actually. Um, But that was when they had just only the store and you didn't sell suits on the internet. So um, so then, um, so that was a fun experience. I ended up placing second, which was wild to me. I had never done this before. Um, it had to be so exciting my, though. It was, it was exciting, but I didn't know, like I wasn't dark enough and I didn't, you know, really even know how to do my makeup or anything like that. Um, so, you know, I started to do a little bit more research cause I'd had some success and I was like, what, like, you know, people say that all the time. Like, I want to see if I like it before I, you know, talk about doing more, but I was hooked. I loved it. Loved how my body looked mm-hmm. super proud. I'd never been in that kind of shape before. Um, so the next year did another one. It was a little bit bigger. They had like sort of like almost like a, a world championships for that federation. So went to that place like sixth or seventh place in what was the, the world, I guess. I mean, there wasn't like that many people there, but I was like, oh, wow, this is great. Um, and then I kind of started to learn about the NPC. And, um, you know, there wasn't a bikini division at the time. There was figure. And I knew I was pretty small. Um, I had been training for about five years at that time. But like, you know, the focus back then was very much like lean and you know, bro mm-hmm. diet and Skinny. not so much. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I, I tried uh, the figure division and I did, I didn't do terrible, but I definitely didn't have the muscle for it. So it was a little bit discouraging. Like, what do I do? Do I go back to like the fitness competitions? You know, there's always a huge risk for injury and just like, it wasn't, um, I don't know. I, I just felt like I didn't fit in any of the categories. And so, um, I had my, uh, my first child and started to get back into shape. And then they announced that there was going to be a bikini category for the NPC. So this would have been like 2009. And, um, I remember at the time people hated it. They hated the idea. All you had back then was, um, like forums, like chat rooms kind of. And there was like several oh. different ones, like bodybuilding. Kind of like Reddit is now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, people were like, oh, I can't believe they're going to have a bimbo competition, like really hating on it. And I remember deciding to do it. Like, are people going to throw eggs at me? Like, you know, I don't know what to expect. Um, like you were scared. I was really scared. Like I'm like, everybody's going to get up and walk out when bikini comes on. Um, and I think the first one that I did, there was like two competitors. Um, so I was first. <laughs> first is first, right? Um, <laughs> first but that first. qualified me for nationals, which I'm like, okay, what's that? Like, what's that going to mean? Right. Mm-hmm. So I went to nationals that year and nearly got my pro card. This is like oh, wow. no- North Americans, 2009. And, um, and thankfully, you know, that isn't what happened because if it had ended there, you know, I wouldn't, I probably still wouldn't be competing. I always think about that. Um, so anyways, but had some yeah. success and, and really loved it. And then of course the bikini division has grown so much. Um, mm-hmm. and, um, so then I had another child, my daughter, Brooklyn, she's now like 12. Um, yeah. So then went on to do more shows after that and, you know, stuck with bikini as bikini grew. Um, and, you know, as my life has taken different turns and, you know, losing a parent and going through a divorce, it's always been there for me. And it's been something that I really thrive in the structure. And now um, my oldest is 15 and he's got a passion for bodybuilding as well. He's seen me through so many preps and been to so many shows and, you know, been right there, you know, every step of the way and thinks it's, you know, pretty cool that his mom does it. And he's even done a little 
they had a little competition at our gym. And so he's competed already too. Um, yeah, he's I only 15. I saw pictures of that. Yeah. 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 So like he, of course, would love to do a, like a real show, but he's too young. So once he's 18, mm -hmm. they had for a while there, they were the teen division started at 16, but then they changed it. Mm -hmm. So he'll have to wait, but he had a chance to put the tan on and compete. He did great a little bodybuilding routine. He did so awesome. So proud of him. So yeah, it's become That's like so something cool. that the family really supports. I now have um, three stepchildren as well. And the girls just think this is really neat that, you know, I do this and I bring home trophies and, you know, they're always excited to see the suits and everything. So all in all, I think I've done 21 shows and. Oh my um, gosh. Yeah. Going it's into so like fun, my though. 19th year. I mean, I don't know how many thousands of dollars I've spent, but this is, you know, truly it's my, my passion and my hobby. And, you know, mm -hmm. there's been times in my life where I've thought, I don't know, like I had, um, you know, showing that I wasn't that excited about, you know, I, I came home was, oh gosh, like I didn't do my best. And I, at the time, you know, it felt I'd given everything that I could and looking back, you know, there are a lot of things I could have done differently. Um, but you just have to take the wins and the losses and you always mm -hmm. win if you just continue to grow and take the feedback and, um, it's just, it's done a lot for my life and I, I love helping other people discover and uh, the sport and, and find a love for it like I have. So, I mean, I don't plan on stopping. So I'll just keep going until, until I don't know. See, that's just incredible though. Cause you have, so you have two of your own kids who've watched you grow the, the mm -hmm. entire time. They, that's all they've known, like is being with you during your journey and they like witness the dedication and your hard work. And so that has to like be so amazing, like so inspiring to them. And now you have your three, right? It's three kiddo, mm -hmm. kiddos, yeah. kids. And it's now they get to watch and they're like, that probably, I'm assuming probably when they first met you, they're like, what is this? <laughs> like, yeah, they did what not is know. this world? Like, they're like you're yeah. so strong. And I'm like, oh, you know, you mm -hmm. don't feel that strong when you're that close to a show. It's like, I look pretty good, but I do not feel strong. Um, right. But even just like the language around it all too, I think that's really important. Mm -hmm. I'm sure we'll do a whole episode on that, but you know, it's very important for them to see what I do and how I feed my body like as an athlete and not like, oh, this is about a diet and this is about weight loss. Yeah. Um, and we're careful about the language in the house and how we talk about it. Like, you know, and, and I've talked to my clients about this as well too. Like it's always important to be positive, but you know, don't say, don't say the word fat and you know, stuff like that. And even yeah. though, you know, I'm in my building season right now and I have these moments where I'm just like very uncomfortable, that's all part of it. Um, yep. you know, I, I just share with them, you know, this is something I'm doing or even just, you know, oh, can you have this? You know, they have a cupcake or something. I'm like, yeah, I mean, I can have anything. I'm just gonna, you know, this is what I'm choosing right now. Like my chicken and mm -hmm. my rice or whatever. And, um, you know, they definitely love to eat the food that I'm eating, which is cool. You know, they see me eating all my veggies and whatever it is, and they have an interest in it. So I think it's all positive. It, I, I think that, you know, anywhere in any sport, there's always going to be that dark side where people share their unpleasant experiences. Um, you know, and if I've had those, I've grown from them. And overall, it's been just an extremely positive thing for me. And, um, you know, I've had great guidance. I've had great mentors, um, and you know, I have great support. You know, so I think that's huge too, having a good family support. But yeah, it's been a long journey. I mean, like literally, the figure division back in like two thousand and five, we had like a one piece, like a one piece good. suit as one of the rounds that we were like, oh. judged in. Yeah, and so um, I remember thinking, gosh, if I stay in this sport, like those suits were just as expensive then, and. I'm like, oh, this is going to be so expensive, but I just didn't have the shape for figure. Um, so mm -hmm. of course when bikini came around, that was really nice. And it's probably what kept me in it too, because I don't know that I would have ever been able 
be able to build that physique, that especially now looking at the way figure has evolved. I think it's fascinating, but so much of that is structure and genetics. And I just, you know, I'm, I'm petite in structure. Yeah. So. I feel like the NPC has done a really good job with like creating the individual class, like divisions to be able to like, it kind of fits just whatever your genetic makeup is, even for men, like whatever genetic makeup yeah. you have, just it's, I mean, it comes down to hard work, dieting, weightlifting, but like you can fit in, you know, are you bikini? Are you wellness? Are you figure, fitness, physique, bodybuilding? You know, they have done a really good job of creating all the divisions. I've, I yeah. find, or I think it's, it's mm-hmm. been really great. Like the year that bikini came out, men's physique came out, which was wonderful, you know, and of course they, they got a lot of slack in the beginning as well for, you know, not focusing so much on quad size and, and all of that and um, people definitely knocking the division. But what we've seen is that men's physique and women's bikini are two of the biggest categories because mm-hmm. it is... I'm cautious when I say this, but it is more of a mainstream look. Of course, we know there's nothing mainstream about that physique. You know, it certainly can mm-hmm. look that way when you look at photos, but I mean, it is a, you know, definitely there's a lot of preparation and training that goes into looking that way. Um, but certainly, mm-hmm. you know, that does fit more people's body type. Um, and so it, it's interesting. I do have people that are like, well, I want to get started competing. And I guess like bikini is the easiest. I'm always like, oh, no, but you know, I guess maybe it, it looks that way, but I think it's just more of a, for a lot of, a lot of people that is just, you know, going to like lean their drinks are going to kind of lean more that way than, um, mm-hmm. you know, other categories. But then it's nice that we do have the wellness division, um, women's physique figure just for those different body types. Um, so yeah, it's, it's Be- a great time. And then all the age categories too. Like I, I saw that they had like a master's pro 60 recently and I'm like, I love amazing. that they're doing that now. I know. Yeah. Like they have master's Olympia back now. I know. So it's just, it's so cool. Like you have, you know, you spend so much time like being in your thirties and forties and fifties and loving competing. Like you love it, but you do reach a, I want to say like a threshold where you're like, I can't compete with a 22 year old. Like you just can't. And you know, it, you lose your like love for the sport because you're like stuck, you know, mm-hmm. and now they're coming out Well, they've had 35, 40, you know, and now, but yes, they have sixties and seventy, oh, yeah. And you know, I have a friend who just got her women's bodybuilding pro card this year and she's 72 and she didn't start lifting till she was in her sixties and That's she got so her cool. pro card at 72 and it's, and she's just the most delightful dainty. She's a nurse practitioner um, yeah. woman and she's so happy and positive and fun. And it's like, there's just, there's no age restriction to this sport. It's so amazing. Like you can start this whenever and you can be successful whenever it at the end of the day it's about your dedication your discipline your you know love for the sport your passion your you know grit and just sticking with it and you can do it whenever for however long yeah and that's what's so amazing about it I think it's just the challenges that we face as moms just with scheduling Mm -hmm. you know that is the the biggest thing is you know how am I going to fit my competitions into the cheer schedule, the soccer schedule, the wrestling schedule, travel, um, and being creative with my time so that it doesn't eat into family time. Um, and that's Mm -hmm. something I think you and I both do a good job of, of like, you know, we, we make sure that we're not 
you know, absent from family gatherings and absent when our children and our families need us. If anything, it just really eats into our personal time, but that doesn't Mm -hmm. feel like a sacrifice to me. If it's my personal time, I I have no problem going to the gym first thing in the morning to make sure that I get it done. Um, It doesn't bother me to not have, you know, pizza or whatever everyone's eating. Mm -hmm. It doesn't bother them for me to eat the way that I do. Um, It's a mindset. And I think that was probably the first most hardest part of it all was having a baby and um you know just feeling like i had to choose you know of like you know how do i enjoy social gatherings and you know i had to sort of just like remove the food part of it and just kind of take the meaning out of you know all of that and just really mm-hmm. focus on the experience the people the um you know just the quality time and less about you know, the food. And I think that's as a society, that's something everybody could really work on is spending less time focusing on, you know, what they can't have and, you know, how important food is as a part of a celebration. And just a mindset shift, if you want to be successful in this sport, that's just something that everybody has to work through. And if you can't make that shift, then it might not be something that you really want to do. And that's okay, right? Like this isn't for everybody, but if it isn't hard when it's something that you really want, because I'll get that question. I'm sure you have too, where people are like, you're so dedicated. Like, how do you do this? Like, how do you say no? It's like, well, it doesn't feel like it's a compromise because it's truly something that I want to. And we take breaks so that it doesn't feel like we're constantly in a state of, you know, prep and and having to say no to those things. But it's truly a a mindset. That is the biggest muscle that you'll build on this journey is your mind. Yeah, I definitely I think the most common one I get is don't you miss is the don't you miss pizza? Don't you miss? But no, like it's not going anywhere. It never resonates that way. But because you're spot on like it. It's something I love. It's a passion of mine. And I, I never think about it because I'm not, I'm not missing anything. Like Mm -hmm. there's nothing that I'm truly missing. And I've gotten to the point where I know if like, there's something I'm craving, like an itch, I want to scratch, like, Oh, if I'm craving, you know, like a salty, savory thing, like I can season my food to taste certain ways Mm -hmm. to where like, okay, well that really scratched, you know, that craving I may have, but overall it, I never feel like I'm missing out. I never feel like I'm missing anything. I always feel satisfied. I always, you know, I feel like I'm making the best decision for myself and like the boundaries that I set myself. And, you know, I, I will say I'm very blessed to be surrounded with a really good support system. I've, you know, I've been doing this. What? Oh my goodness. Since 2014. Yeah. 14. I had to think for a second. Um, 2014. And I was very communicable with my family. Like, Hey, you know, I'm going to try this competition. I'm going to do this. I I knew people that had competed before. So I'm like, I know I can't drink alcohol. I know I can't eat these things. You know, I, kn- I knew the gist of it. And mm-hmm. so I kind of was like, I want to try this. This is what I'm going to do. And I promised myself, my biggest promise was, you know, I'm not going to take away from my kid. I love cooking for him. I love being, you know, present. I love being there for all of his stuff. And I never want to miss anything. And I will never let anything come between that. So I want to do this and that at the same time. And so even to this day, you know, my son's 14 years old. He is always on the go with club soccer or high school soccer. He's a freshman this year. And never, I will always make his breakfast. I will make dinner. I will make, you know, to go lunches, pack our food. And it's, you know, it's like you said, they, it's just what you do and it makes you Mm -hmm. so happy and it makes your family happy because you're happy. And so it's like, you know, it comes full circle. Like 
tonight actually is a perfect example. We have a soccer game at 530. It's going to last till 630. It's 40 minutes away. I'm going to have to bring my food, but the boys will eat at Quick Trip probably Mm -hmm. if they don't make it home. But they know I will have my food and it's just the normal thing to do. And it's just, that's how you do it. Yeah. Well, since you're going to be celebrating your 10 years of competing in 2024, why don't you share uh, your origin story, Mandy, and how you got started? Yeah. So I got started, I'll start from the very beginning when I didn't even know the gym. (laughs) So I had my son when I was 20 years old. Um, When I got pregnant, I was over 200 pounds. Uh, When I gave birth, I kept on about like 40-ish pounds extra weight. And I didn't know anything about health and fitness. This is nothing that's in my family. So I kept that on. And it wasn't until a few years later, I started dating a guy who was a personal trainer at our local gym. And just so we could like hang out with each other, he got me a job at the gym daycare. Well, shortly after we broke up and he quit there and I didn't. So I had free access to the gym and I had made friends at this point. So I'm like, okay, well, I'll walk on the treadmill. I'll do this stuff. And I watched the weight floor and I was like, oh, okay. Like, this is how you do this. This is how you do that. And I'm like, I'll wander on the weight floor. I had a few rules. I was going to drink a gallon of water. I was going to eat rotisserie chicken. It's just the easiest thing to grab. (laughs) And I was going to have broccoli like with my meals. And those were my like three rules I had. And I was going to learn how to like wander around the weight floor. And Mm -hmm. the weight just fell off me. It just I dropped inches. It my knees stopped hurting. My lower back stopped hurting. I just, I felt so powerful, you know, and I'm a young single mom and to have, to realize that like we have this much power over how we feel and how we look was so motivating. This was just so something I had never experienced. I don't even know this was like a thing you could feel. So fast Mm -hmm. forward to, you know, I met my husband, Uh, we got married in 2016. And after that, it was kind of like, okay, we lost the weight. Like, what do you, what do you want to do with this, you know, fitness stuff? (laughs) Um, and I was like, well, I want to learn about nutrition. So I got my certification in nutrition and I want to, you know, try a show. So I dedicated 24 weeks to a show and I'm like, if I love it, great. If I don't, I tried. Right. So I just fell in love with the whole process of prep, the dedication, the learning how to set boundaries, learning how who's like your support system, who's really there to support your journey. And then who's really not, you know, who all the people that are there for you, how your body transforms, you know, having abs for the first time in my life. Like, I didn't even know that was, again, possible, you know you go through these preps and these journeys and you learn so much about yourself and you just discover how strong you are as an individual Mm -hmm. and how much power you can have over how you feel, how you look, how you hold yourself. And, and then of course the show, the glamour, the glamour is so much fun. You are a bodybuilding princess for a day, sparkly bikini, jewelry, makeup, hair, and it's just so much fun. I stepped off stage like, and I knew I loved it. Yeah. You were hooked. So what? You were hooked. I, I was I was so hooked. Um, I did a show a few months after that, and I did okay. It was kind of like you said, like I didn't come in my best or anything like that. I didn't know how to reverse diet or how to do shows that close together, which we'll do a whole podcast on, you know, post-show blues and reverse dieting. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But so after that, I took about a year off, you know, just did a few things. I went back to the stage in 2018. Um, I was out in Las Vegas, had a great time. Um, after that, again, I was just, you know, I was I was hooked on the sport of bodybuilding. I was hooked on fitness and I was so happy, but I just, I held reservations. I just wasn't sure. Like, you know, nobody around me was doing this and I didn't have friends that were doing this. I had friends support me, but nobody that I was close with. And I was like, this is so still foreign to me. Like I can work as an individual, but everything's still very like alone. So I took some time, you know, my husband and I bought a house, we moved, got settled. And then it really was 2021. I just, I had still followed bodybuilding. I had still weightlifted. I'd still cared about my nutrition, other people's nutrition. And it just was like, you know, this is where you're the happiest. You are the happiest when you're prepping, when you're grinding, when you're around other people, rather they're bodybuilders, rather they're people that want to better themselves, just people that care about being better people. And I just was like, I, this is, this is my industry. This is my passion. This is my love. And I stepped back on stage in 2022, twice great shows. Um, that one show I was second in my class, the next show I won my class. And then ever since then, I've just been lifting weights and, you know, trying to grow more muscle, of course. And I'm so excited to step back on stage in March of yeah, 2024 after my birthday, because I will be 35. I will officially be a master's. (laughs) I know I'm like excited. Yeah. That's a game changer. Once you're a master's, you know, well, and it's not to say that like you can't get in the same kind of shape after 35. It's just different. It's just different. You know, you've had babies, your hips are going to be a little bit wider. You're just going to have more curves. There's just going to be just differences in Mm -hmm. your physique. And then also like you do get where women have been doing this a long time and they're going to have more muscle, which might not be the same look in the open category. So it's just nice to have that even playing field of women that have um, similar physiques. So yeah. And like you said before, like a lot of women want to like, there's so many common questions out there. And one of the biggest ones I always hear is like, can you compete with stretch marks? And I'm like, my stomach, (laughs) my stomach is like clawed. And I like, I love my stretch marks. Like they're just a part of who I am and they're a part of my body. And like, that does not stop me from wearing a bikini and walking on stage and doing photo shoots. And, you know, I don't even, I don't even think about it until somebody asks me anymore. And then I'm like, you know, be be proud. Like you gave birth or had a C-section or, you know, just all these things your body's go through or weight loss transformation. It's like, it's a part of mm-hmm. you. And the judges aren't judging your stretch marks. They, they will not judge your stretch marks. They don't. They That's just a part of them. your body. I don't even notice yeah, tattoos when you're sometimes. On stage, yeah. When you're on stage, sometimes with your posing, you don't. Now that you say that, I know when I like do check-ins and stuff, like you see them, of course, but like with the tan and everything and all the sparkles, you really don't even notice. But yeah, the details are important in like the overall look, but when you put the whole look together, um, I mean, I've seen people conceal all kinds of stuff because mm-hmm. they were creative with their posing. It was the way, the way they carried themselves, the tan, the way their suit was. There was a girl who had a massive scar in her abdomen from having had um, a colostomy bag and it had healed and she, you know, had her um, 
you know, colon reattached and such, but there was a huge scar. You never saw it. She was the open overall winner. And I remember wow. seeing her backstage afterwards. I'm like, how did you hide that massive scar? But just like the way she posed and everything. Mm -hmm. And there is actually like a bodybuilder. I'm going to misquote. It might be Frank Zane. I can't remember who it is. Um, but he competed with a torn bicep. Um, at the Olympia and was able to pose around it. And so mm -hmm. what I love about bodybuilding is like so many people say, well, I don't have this. Well, I don't have this. Well, let's work with what you've got and mm -hmm. maximize your strengths. And, you know, there's so many creative ways to pose and all sorts of things. But for one small detail, like stretch marks, it's, I mean, you don't yeah. notice them and everybody has them seriously. Like I think Janet uh, Leog, who has been Miss Olympia, there was a photo of her with, and she has some on her glutes, um, like in her hips from yeah. having a child. Um, and uh, she was the top of our sport, Miss Olympia, and you never noticed. Yeah. So there is, there's never like any, um, like eliminating factor to competing. And, you know, I do get the question a lot about like, can you compete with loose skin? Um, and people do. Um, a lot of times you're able to build enough muscle to fill that out. Um, and they do have mm -hmm. even transformation categories for women who have had just a wonderful journey and have, you know, lost quite a bit of weight and they can compete with other women that have, you know, gone through similar journeys. And, um, you know, that's a really nice thing about our sport. There's so many different categories. There is. And it really is an art form because I hear that a lot. Like if you, like if you're worried about your glute size or I'll have women worry about implants, you know, and it's, you don't have to have implants. And just because somebody next to you or somebody on Instagram has better glutes than you do, that doesn't mean they're going to win that, at all. Like mm -hmm. you could have someone have like the best glutes backstage and they step on stage and they pose wrong and their glutes are gone. It, it's, mm -hmm. it's so, it's such an art form. You want to be balanced. You want to have good symmetry and you want to be able to show that off because you can have all of that. And then you pose the wrong way and you see none of it, or you see mm -hmm. disproportioned and you aren't, you know, you don't get scored as well and you get, you aren't going to win. So it's really, that's, that's an amazing thing about the sport is, you know, the practice of everything and the art form of all of it. Just because you're missing something doesn't mean you won't succeed. It doesn't mean you won't grow to the elite level. It just means that you have to practice different things to uh, like hide those and show like the things that you have. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, it, you know, raising, like, I just have the one kid, Carson, you know, again, he's 14 and he's always on the go, but even like, like you brought up earlier, the scheduling, you know, you look at like trying to schedule your, when, when are good shows for you that fit your time, your prep, your everything you're doing. And when is it going to work for your family? That's always mm -hmm. like the biggest thing for me. Like I, like I've already looked at like the entire year of 2024, like, okay, when is my kid's spring break? When is the most times he we're traveling for soccer tournaments? When, you know, when are, when's it going to be his tryouts, tryout like time? Cause that's nuts. And when can I like, when's the best time for me to peak? When's the best time for me to like lean out and being able to like juggle all of that and like plan for all of that. It's just, I'd love to hear about how other women do it. You know, it's, yeah, it's just so inspiring. It is. I, I think, um, you know, 
it inspires even girls that don't have families because they Mm -hmm. will go, well, gosh, like, look at this girl who's struggling X, Y, and Z. And, you know, here I am struggling to fit in my posing and what, what's my excuse. Right. So I think Mm -hmm. it is really inspiring for, for everyone. And, And I certainly listen to stories of pros and, you know, look at what they're doing and, you know, wonder how they fit it all in. And it helps me as well. Mm -hmm. But um, I think if anything, like one big thing I realized, this was like 22 when I was um, getting ready for um, universe and I had to travel Mm -hmm. to New York. I stayed in a hotel. I had to go on a plane. It was an expensive competition. I spent a lot of money on that trip. Didn't get my pro card. I missed it by two spots. And I had another opportunity to go for it a couple of weeks later at um, Masters Nationals in Pittsburgh. And, you know, a national show, that investment is, you know, two to $3,000 all in. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know, do I want to spend this money? Like, is this something that I should do? You know, and my husband said, you're so close, you have to go for it. Um, but it made me really appreciate uh, the whole process and not sabotage or cut corners because I realized this was, you know, a significant investment. It was time away from my family. I was going to have to travel. Um, and I think it it pushed me to work even harder because I knew that that was time and money that could have gone to, you know, other things. And, um, and so I, I don't take it for granted. I make sure that, you know, I work really hard when I was younger, that wasn't the case. You know, I would be like, oh, I'm prepping for this show. I'm like, oh, I'm not ready. I'll do another one. No, I'm not ready. I'll push it out and do this one. You know, that when you're scheduling so tightly with all the other sports and activities in your family mm-hmm. and budgeting, like, it's like, you better, you better be ready, you know? <laughs> so, right. um, <laughs> You know, I think it just adds another layer, but um, but it can be done. I don't think that there's any reason why it can't be done. But I also think you have to realize if you have too much on your plate and, um, you know, it's it's too hard to juggle, then, you know, just wait it out. Wait, wait a couple of years. Wait till the mm-hmm. dust settles. Keep training. You know, don't lose sight of the dream. Don't put the goal on the back burner. Just, you know, you just need to put it on the shelf for a little while so you can straighten some things out. And certainly there was phases where the kids needed me more. Like going through my divorce was not going to be a good time for me to focus so much on myself when I needed to make sure that they were settling into a new routine and, you know, just a whole new way of, of our lives for, you know, just for a period of time there. Um, and so I just waited. I'm like, there's always going to be shows, you know, the sport's not going anywhere. The stage will always be there. Yeah, we'll always be there. So I think you have to have that awareness, um, and knowing when it's just time to take a break and, um, you know, when it's, when it's a good time and, and when it's not. So. Yeah, Yeah. that's so true. Cause like I, 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 I haven't gone through a divorce, but like when there's moments in my time, in my life where I'm like, there's just so many other things going on. Like I can still weight train. I can still pay attention to my nutrition. I can still, you know, I can still work towards the goal, but just have to wait for the stage just because the stage may be a year away, two years away. That doesn't mean, oh, well, I don't have to wait lift for a month or two or three. You know, I don't that's, you know, if that is your goal and that's your dream and that's your passion and you you want to succeed and you want to grow in the sport, then you can plan for that time off just like you can plan for the time on too. sometimes you get to a point where you never feel ready and that's why it's nice to have a coach like i i will always be a big advocator for a coach you know our coaching team is fantastic you know you have coaches out there that are fantastic but you know when you're getting ready for a show or you want to do a show like that is your vision the best thing you can do is you know take the time, do your research. You know, there's lots of research out there. NPCnewsonline.com has countless resources, Um, but also reach out to coaches, reach out to us, reach out to, you know, people that you can trust and say, you know, I want to compete. Like, this is my physique. 
what do you think? And, you know, get a game plan together and make it be a realistic game plan that can fit into mm-hmm. your life. And then from there, just know the process. Listen, listen to your coach. Be mindful, you know, always, always follow your gut instinct, you know, especially starting with a new coach. Ask a lot of questions, you know, get a lot of feedback. But sometimes you will never you just won't feel ready. Like you'll be scared, especially if it's your first time, you know, you're, mm-hmm. you're sticking to your diet, you're taking care of your kids, you're working, you know, or you're stay at home mom, all these things. It's nerve wracking. It can be scary. And you can feel like I'm not ready. I'm not ready. You get the sparkly bikini. You're scared of the sparkly bikini <laughs> and you're just not right. <laughs> it, yeah. It, I was scared of it. First time I got my sparkly bikini, I immediately messaged my coach in 2016. And I said, no, this is too small. She's like, no, it's not. I'm like, yes, it is. She's like, no, it's not. This is the wrong one. And it wasn't. It gave me the wrong suit. <laughs> it's like, I know. She's like, no, it's not. And of course I got it like eight or nine weeks prior, you know, before stage. So, yeah. and, you know, there's a lot that goes on, you know, leading up to that show. Mm-hmm. And so, but everybody does it and you have your people there that can be like, no, you're, you're good. Take, take it day by day, take it step by step. And then when you're on stage, the experience that you get, the lessons you learn, you learn the backstage, you learn the tanning, you learn the timing, you, you learn what works for you. You learn what it feels like to be on stage. And I will always tell people, I'll always tell clients, I'll tell athletes, if this is your first show, do every category you can afford. It's, it's always going to be an expense. Do true novice, do novice, do open, do masters, do all of it, because you will never get that experience from being on stage, except being on stage. Like nothing will those lights, the judges. So do as much as you can get the experience and be like, okay, that's what it's like. That's what it is. This is what I need to do. And, Mm -hmm. you know, every time you step on stage, you will learn something new right as you walk off. And it's, it's the greatest experience. It's the best experience. You can take time off. It will be there. You can take, you know, you can, you know, haul ass and like do show, 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 because you have a great physique and have fun with it. I've met lots of girls that have done shows back to back to back to back and just killed it and had a blast with it, you know, or there's mm-hmm. girls that take time off, you know, you, you could do both and it will always be there. Young, old kids, no kids, blended family, you know, divorce, everything, sickness, like bodybuilding is for everybody. And it's absolutely amazing. It really, really is. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I think we're about 40 minutes now. We could sit and talk about this all day. And when you first asked me to do this podcast, I was like, what are we going to talk about? But you and I can have meetings and we just chat and chat and chat. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's been an hour and a half, Mandy. We got to go. So I I knew we'd have a lot to talk about. We do that every time. I know. And it will have a meeting and be like, oh, it's time to, we need to talk about this. And then an hour plus goes by. It's like, oh, wait, we we still got to talk about that. But yeah. yeah, I like, I'm thrilled to bring this podcast. I'm glad we worked on this together. I, I'm so excited to, you know, do this, you know, you know, every week and be able to bring topics to all these people and great hosts, you know, again, guys, this is our very first episode and we're just so excited to be here. We really want to know in your comment section, how you think about this podcast and let us know, like, you know, what are some things that you find that you're struggling with or some obstacles that you have and that maybe that we can help, you know, answer for you or give you our feedback or input, or maybe have our guests come on who's again, a pro or an Olympian and have their feedback, you know, and also of course, don't forget to like and share. This will be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and we will have this video on YouTube as well. Yeah. 
Thank you. We appreciate any feedback. It helps us to grow the channel and bring the content that you're looking for. We have some really exciting guests coming up and I'm really excited to hear their stories. And then Mandy and I are both competing next year and we're going to be hitting the national stage. So really excited to share our journey as well for anyone who's uh, interested in following along. You know, it's just nice to kind of um, see people go through the process if it's something that you've ever thought Mm -hmm. about. And certainly we're always here to answer your questions. If you want to know more about getting in shape or possibly competing, you can message either of us. It's all linked in the show notes below. And, um, you know, we just want to help as many women as possible. And overall, just remind everybody not to give up. Keep going. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, until next time. (laughs) Thanks for listening and watching. Bye, everyone. Bye.